This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And we're back from holiday. We've had a bit of a footballing holiday. Oh, it's going to be 10 days off by the time we play the next match. This is uh, this is luxury. This is We're absolutely not used to this. We're so used to Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And all of a sudden we've had our feet up and we've been just chilling. And, you know, hanging out with the family and going out and doing, or staying in and doing things. And also watching random other football matches. And it's actually, to be quite honest with you, for me, it's actually quite good. Because I was gutted when uh, the Rotherham game was off, I have to say. Treats. Okay, you know. And uh, also, uh, we didn't have a game this week, and I thought, oh my God, what are we going to do? But to be honest with you, it's actually been a blessing in disguise because there's been so much football. I think this is what we've really needed, and the team's really needed it as well because the team has been struggling a little bit, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and to get that little bit of time to rest up and to get the injuries, you know, back from injury and stuff, has all been really good. So my name's Billy Grant, and I'm sitting here in the virtual joint with a few of my chums and we've got a slightly different setup today because like I said to you I'm sitting here with my man Laney. How you doing Laney? Hello, I'm alright mate. It's a nice dressing gown you have there. <laughs> Thank you. This is the robe. This is the night robe. I've got my cigar there and, and I've got me and my feet up like you know the fire's burning. It's Billy's smoking jacket. That's right. I'm feeling really regal like you know seeing there's all sorts of regal things that have gone off this week sort of you know the, the crown and stuff like that so I thought that I've got to put myself you know, in the mode. So I'm, I'm feeling in that mode at the moment now. How, how are you missing? I'm all right. You're not going to get up and storm off or anything like that tonight, are you? You're, it depends right. on, you know, it depends what you say to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I'm sort of, I'm, mm. I can be a little bit fragile, it has to be said, like, you know. But to, to be fair, yeah, though, you know, are. I mean, I should be shouting, just shouting at you, just <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And you should not be saying anything fragile. about it. But anyway... It's good to hear you, Laney, and uh, what you've been up to. I mean, I, I know we'll talk about what you've been up to in a little bit, because I'm just going to introduce all the other characters first. We've also got Dr. Katie B in the house again. Dr. Katie B, how are you? I'm good. You're so formal, Billy, so formal using my full title. <laughs> uh, but I'm well. I have been a little bit bored, but it's not about me. 
Um, but I'm very much looking forward to getting back to some football on Friday night and it's nice to be here uh, with all of you yes, folks. Yes, which is all good. We're all feeling good and it's good to be in the virtual joint all here together. And like I said to you, it's going to be probably not too long, which we'll actually be able to be in a real drinking joint together. But again, you know, you can see I'm sort of counting down the hours and the days till that happens when we can actually stick a microphone under each other's nose and actually do a, a live podcast, which will be a lot of fun. Also, as you know, we've got chums all over the country, up and down and all over the place and every now and again we invite chums onto the podcast for the whole podcast because we want to find out what they have got to say and this kind of came about because we were hanging out with this chum a couple of days ago and we thought tell you something you might as well come on the podcast with us we've got Eamon the Rover Eamon how are you doing hello everyone nice to be back on the podcast again that's right you know it's a couple of years since you've been on the podcast and uh like i said to you it's uh, it's good to have you uh, back again Eamon. um Eamon is a rover as we said and he's going to be giving us the, the full lowdown on rovers well through the whole podcast but it was quite interesting because we decided to join you in uh, in the virtual joint yesterday wasn't it while we were watching the rovers versus uh, Swansea City uh, match. Cheats. Cheats. <laughs> and uh, just to let everybody know, for a start, is as I said to you, I'm going to keep this completely professional. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, every team can do and play what they want to out there. And I am not going to use that C word uh, for any teams out there. And I'm not going to mention it. I'm going to be completely and utterly level headed. And I'm not going to be torn and drawn into any kind of lambasting of any other clubs out there. And I'm just putting that down now. Okay. But anyway, we, well, I, I heard, did you? You've had some therapy, Bill. Is this true about your your kind of your anger anger management? Uh, well, uh, is that it's true? Control management. I, I did have a bit of hypnotism. Yes, to uh, oh. I just said to him, look, you know, I, every time this this Welsh team play, I, I kind of go into a big rant. So I, I said to them, you know, the hypnotizer, and he sort of kind of got this clock and all the eyes and stuff like that. And before I knew it. I was completely mm. cured, so I feel so good about it. I can think about them, mention them, but I don't mention that c word, and I'm not going to mention the c word today. So you can say, is, is that all? Is that all c words, or just that one just, particular? C just word? that one c word. You know, I, I don't delve in any other c words anyway, lady. The, re- the rest, the rest of them, you're able to no, use. I said to you, I don't delve into any other c words, lady. But anyway, look, right. we we got the aim, and we were sitting down watching. It was it's quite strange sitting down there watching with a with a Rovers chum, and we were sort of, you know, we had our sort of blue and white shirts on you know for the for the for the 90 minutes didn't we uh, did you enjoy the experience Eamon other than the technical problems of course well yeah aside from that no it was good to it was good to uh, to watch the game with you guys actually to get your you know your perspective of that and obviously having been such uh, such advocates of the cheats for the past few weeks and how they've managed to get some uh, some late goals it was quite good to hear your your guys comments from that as well um and it's nice that Rovers actually put on a semi-reasonable performance because it's always a bit of a dread when you're getting other teams other teams fans to watch your team and you're thinking oh no this could be the one when we play awful and they wonder what you rave about but um, at least we've got a, you know at least we seemed to play okay yesterday which was quite nice for me to see given the the past few weeks which I'm sure we'll touch on later on actually uh, you sound you sound very proud actually yeah. to be quite honest with you we're, we're just hoping that that performance remains there like it was 
uh, uh, last night, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't carry over to a Saturday or Friday night. But anyway, we'll be talking about that a little bit later. First of all, like I said to you, just quickly, we want to give out some shouts to people who have been supporting us. We're doing the podcast a little bit different today because well, I had my COVID jab today, actually. I'm very, very happy I've got my COVID jab. So I'm, I've actually worked out, I've got a second one booked in as well, which the second one is a few days before the playoff final. So I, I can I could pop down to Wembley, you know, feeling all safe, actually. No, I'm, I'm jinxing it now, aren't I? Bill, Bill Gates, are, um, he'll give, send you a reminder. You'll get a buzz in your arm. That's mate. right. And uh, did you get the Did you get the one with the uh, the five G mask in your in in your vaccine, or just the just the one with um, the lizard blood? I, I, I got both of them to be quite honest with you. You know, I can make ah, okay. I can make phone calls from my from my, from my left ear. You know, which is all good. You know, who needs nice. who needs phones anymore? But anyway, look, you know, so I've I've got that. So I'm actually feeling a little little bit peaky today. You've got to believe it. So the whole idea of sitting up and uh, editing audio for four hours is not quite the one. So we want to thank you for uh, like I said helping us to get this all new equipment that we've got but it's probably sounding a little bit old school and it might be sounding a little bit cranky and crackly because we're using our old school methods to get it out today because uh, we've just decided for one week we we can lower our standards you know can't we lady just just lower them just a little bit just for once yeah. you know so I like to lo- I like to lower the tone and the standards <laughs> yes you do you sound a bit you sound a bit delirious Bill <laughs> I am I'm, I'm all over the place mate I just I just I just you know, I just can't help it it was that clock ticking that's really done it for me but anyway look i said big shout out to um simon simon the stevenage b thanks for the brilliant podcast lads and lasses i think we said that great to hear laney trying to wind billy up about swansea and billy did take the bait so here's a beer for both of you cheers and up the bees so i said to you that is not going to happen today so you know simon the stevenage b you got what you wanted you may feel very happy and thank you for your support and uh but we shall move on Rob, also, big up to you as well. Have a beer on me, chaps and chapesses. Dull the concerns around the stuttering league form and celebrate the achievement of still having a chance at automatic promotion. I've been listening for years. Enjoy the banter, the insights and the interaction with the opposition. Oh, how about you? They're talking about you there, Eamon the Rover, as well. A bit of interaction. So uh, to the next win, which hopefully will be against Eamon's people. But uh, we shall see. And also Jimmy the Fish, a.k.a. the captain. (laughs) Dear all, over the last couple of months, I've been redeployed to work on hospital wards. So being able to listen to you guys on my journey early in the morning has been a great help. Thank you and COYB. Come on, you bees. So well done, Jimmy. Jimmy is uh, he's on the on the, the old NHS, like, you know, so we've got to salute you for all the work that you do and everybody else and all the workers and all the key workers and everyone out there who's doing a great job. And like I said to you, hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be semi back to normal very soon. And because of you guys, it is because of you guys, the, the help that you put in. So thank you very much for that. But anyway, we've got to move on. And we're going to talk about the match against Blackburn Rovers. We've got Eamon in the house and I'm looking forward to getting the insight from Eamon. But first of all, we're going to have a little break, a little twang. We're going to go off and get a little drink and come back. And after that, we'll have a chat about the Blackburn Rovers. So Blackburn Rovers and last night, I mean, we got a bit of an insight into Blackburn Rovers. We watched it live. We had a, one of these little watch-alongs. I know characters love to do these watch-alongs where they've got all their mates on Zoom and they're, and they're watching the game. And uh, it was quite unusual kind of sitting around. <laughs> 
all on the same Zoom, trying to kind of watch this <laughs> this stream, this rather dodgy stream, which had also been kind of put onto the same yeah, kind exactly. of Zoom, and everybody was watching the uh, watching the Swansea cheats. and uh, and Blackburn game, uh, and you know, I mean, for me, I was cooking at the same time as well because I I got my timetable wrong and I was I had to do the cooking as well, so I was trying to cook, trying to watch a very small screen with a game which is all rather juddery. But also, uh, it was quite good because obviously we had the banter with the characters every time anything happened, and uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. Actually, uh, d- did you, Lainey? Yeah, um, it was uh, it was a bit fragmented. I mean, I, I prefer watching you cook, if I was <laughs> honest. Um, but uh, the, the, it sounded delicious what you were cooking. Um, um, but I, th- I think the, the the expectation was quite low by us. We, we didn't really care, did we? We weren't we weren't tuning in for a good game. We just didn't want Swansea to win. Um, so that you know, that's, that was a be all and end all for us. Where where Eamon, on, on the other hand, is 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 looking for a, a performance from his team. So um, you know, the, it, it was a bit it was a bit different. So we got kind of what we wanted. Uh, we didn't get a uh, we didn't get a Swansea defeat, but they didn't get maximum points. So what what that means is that we 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 we're on equal po- pl- um, games played now. Um, and they're three points ahead. So if we win a game and they lose a game, our goal difference means we go above them. So it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but the last three games for Swansea could have been a lot better. They got another penalty, third penalty on the trot, um, and two, at least two of them were undeserved. Um, so you know, on 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 another on another luck trajectory. They get three draws instead of two wins in a draw. So it is what it is, as a, as a, as a philosopher once said. And uh, and um, it, we we we're just it, it, in a position where you know things are in our in our in our in our power if we if we start playing. Well it's again. interesting because this is actually the second match in a second Swansea match in a row. It's becoming a bit of a habit actually. Second watch along in a row we did because he also did one on Saturday afternoon, didn't we? Because obviously we had no games at the weekend, so we thought, oh, hold on a minute, they're on Sky. So we just whipped it out, you know, and uh, everyone got on. And, you know, there's a, you know, there's a fair few of us just watching along with that, that game. And that game was a bit more of a gutter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was terrible because um, we were having such a nice afternoon. And I, I, it was catching up with everyone. It's the first time I've done a Zoom sort of, you know, watch along, drink along, whatever. Um, and, yeah, we, we sort of like chatting and sort of catching up with life in between in between sort of the, the football action. And then all of a sudden, we just realised that they had a penalty in the last, you know, 90 plus five again, um, in, in the same way they did against Stoke a few days earlier. And we just we just couldn't believe it. And then IU tucked it away and we just all felt, we all felt like really deflated and a bit depressed, I think, <laughs> after the end of that. And, uh, you know, you, you've been in counselling and uh, I think a few, a few more of us needed a little bit of, uh, a little of uh, professional assistance. That's right, that's right. It's <laughs> you know, just like, it can't, this can't happen again. This isn't right. This isn't fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The uh, the X the X uh, XC XC um, yeah that's what you allowed to say that I can, can, you I say, can say XC because XC? XC can allude to anything and at the end of the day I'm not venting in the same kind of way so yes there's a lot of yeah there was a lot of that but that was that was I mean I thought it was still a good afternoon but it was one of those ones where we were, we were very happy that Brentford weren't playing because we didn't have to worry too much but at the end of it we all felt broken we were like in pieces like weren't we so but I mean coming back to um, the, the game yesterday Eamon I mean uh, you were quite pleased with Rovers uh, performance yesterday weren't you? Yeah, I think um, 
based on based on our last few games, was really, I was pleased to see that really. I'd have taken a draw before the game started really, and I thought there was some some decent enough performances. Um, Buckley probably had one of his best games for Blackburn at the time. Um, trying to think, you know, and like the, the guys up front, the guys up front look look pretty decent as well. Um, yeah, pretty pleased really overall. Um, you'd have taken a you'd have taken a draw before the start of the game, and I think really I think we came out quite well. Potentially could have won it if a few maybe half chances go our way, um, but it was it was a decent enough performance. I'd have been really disappointed to lose that one. It's one of the better performances we've put in over the last few weeks for definitely. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was. A, it wasn't. It wasn't the best game in the world. It has to be said. No. It was very bitty. It was a bit, you know, kind of choppy and all over the place. wasn't necessarily flowing. But the one thing I did know is there was a little, one little spot where you started to do this little triangular passing thing, which is something that you used to do back in the day, if I remember. You know, when Blackburn were kind of moving the ball around really quickly, getting the ball out, and then. You know, then eventually Armstrong got the ball and he probably shot it from 45 yards or something like that and probably put it in the back of the net. But I saw a little bit of that, which was, you know, quite good. I mean, I noticed in the second half, I mean, I was listening in the first half because I was chopping away at me, uh, at me peas and me vegetables. I was doing some sort of vegetable tie, pad tie thing, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't actually see the first half, but I know a, lot, lot, uh, a couple of the characters were watching saying that they, they were quite disappointed with Blackburn in the first half, they thought that they were going to be a lot better. But in the second half, you seem to pick your game up. And uh, it was that old-school passing game. Is that right? I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, the um, one thing for Swansea, I'd say, they probably got back and defended fairly well, got a lot of men behind the ball and probably made it quite, made it hard to break down sort of first half. But you're right there, a bit of a bit of speed, a bit of attack and intricate passing in there, especially... Especially using that right flank quite well, using it using it to get to Britain to get into into play to put a few balls into the box, um, and the the link up play on the right hand side was pretty good really. And like Bell came on and offered another um, another you know another outlet there on the right as well to keep it going when Elliot and him came on down that right hand side, which is kind of where a lot of that passing came through. And say Douglas on the left with Douglas with um, Buckley as well, they, you know some good sort of triangular passing there. Throughout that, throughout the second half, and uh, I mean Bradley Dack as well. I mean, he, he, he would you? Is it fair to say that Bradley Dack is back? Because obviously he's been out for a, a very long time, and uh, Dack back. Yeah, that's right. And he's very, very injured. You know, he's massively injured. And to be fair for him to come back, to get back to fitness, and also to to get back in there. I mean, he scored. He scored the goal yesterday, didn't he? Last two games he scored now, which is nice to, which is good to see him back scoring a few goals. He's only got three since he come back, so he got the one against. Birmingham kind of on his first game back and they scored in the last two games now so for him to get some game time you could argue we might have rushed him back a bit too early just being really keen to get him back going again um, in January and struggled to get him into the side a little bit to work out the formation to get him into midfield but he's a, such a key player for us in terms of linking up that play from midfield to attack which can sometimes be quite distant so I think Dak really helps to align that align them two together really and I mean and any concerns that you saw from yesterday because obviously you know you've got I mean you've got 13 12, was it 12 games to go something like that now you you know this you know promotion you know playoffs is probably it's gone you know relegation is gone so you, you you're looking at mid-table really so you know what what, what you're looking at from that really you're right it's mid-table now we're not going to get to the playoffs I think at the start of the season we with the squad we'd got I think you're expecting to get into the playoffs or at least be challenging with the playoffs and the disappointing thing is that we're not going to do that this season so you could say that's the first season we've not really achieved what we should have achieved I think this season um you know it's going to be mid-table mediocrity which really 
for the first time, I would say, in, in, in the last few seasons, doesn't really sit rightly with us because I think the squad we've got this season should have done better. Um, yes, you can say, like every team, we've been unlucky with injuries. COVID had the team locked down a while and we've had to sort of, you know, mix the team up a bit there. We've not really put a consistent team out, which is probably quite difficult to it, you know, as well. Um, but really, yeah, it's going to be mid-table mediocrity, which is a bit of a disappointment this season, to be fair. I've got to ask you about last night's Swansea. I've got to ask you about Swansea last night and how they played against you. What were your thoughts, you know, about how, you know, how they played? You know, considering they're at the top of the league, and I'm, 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 again, this isn't a loaded question. I'm just I'm interested as an opposition fan who's playing them. You know, what your thoughts are on Swansea, their their, their playing style, their their attacking style, their defending style, whatever else they did. I'd give them kudos for the defence. I mean, they defended pretty well last night. They they got a lot of men behind the ball when we had the ball. Um, looked like it would have been fairly difficult to break them down. You know, quite tight banks of you know quite tight, quite tight banks of four or banks across the defence and stuff. I mean, going forward, I didn't think they looked that special last night, to be fair. Um, was was I wowed with them yesterday? No, not really. Um, uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I, yeah, from, from a midfield and a defence point of view, yes, but not from forwards. And was there anything else about Swansea that you might have uh, noticed? <laughs> what do you mean that they got a soft penalty? <laughs> I mean, I was just asking the question. Well, how da- how da- how dare you suggest that that was that was anything other than stonewall clear cut? They don't cheat. Oh, oh <laughs> Kate, oh, wash your mouth out. You, you've got your, I'm not even sure Billy can hear those words now about something happening to him. What are your thoughts when when that happened? It's not like Rovers not to give a penalty away. We seem to give a penalty away most games anyway. So that's kind of playing Swansea is probably helping them because you know it's a free penalty anyway for. For any team when they play Blackburn, but was it um, a penalty? But was it a penalty? Probably. I mean, they get. I think. I think that gets given in the middle of the park and no one complains. So probably. I mean, you know, the guy. The guy's put his foot there for for Gallagher to kick him. So it's soft, but it probably gets given in the middle of the park and no one complains. So probably. Laney, was it a penalty? Uh, that's, that's a that's a good description actually. Be, uh, the probably the. A Swansea player doesn't put his leg there in the middle of the park is what I'd say. He he, he doesn't try and look to get contact. I, I think I think I think they they play for it. And it, it's a, it's a and I don't want to become a conspiracy theorist, but there, there's certainly something about the way Swansea play that they've been coached and um, groomed to. To, to seek contact and um, fouls in, in in very very sort of uh, game changing um, situations. So within the box, they may not dive every time, but the last couple of games they've they've drawn a foul or drawn contact, and it and it makes the referee then have to make a decision. And I, I think it's clever. You know, you know, it's it's taken the the, the shithousery, the gamesmanship, the brinksmanship to a different level. So yes, they cheated. <laughs> they did. They yes. did. It was, I, 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 I I don't think I don't think he puts his leg there anywhere else on the pitch. Listen, I'm not going to drawn into this, but listen, just talking about you know what you're saying about we've got JB who always keeps things up and funky. I mean, and JB. Interestingly, JB is talking about something which is, Laney is talking about and everyone seems to be talking about in the Brentford uh, manner at the moment now. Let's go over to JB and let's hear what he's got to say with his facts and his funk. Are you ready for this? I told you it was 
Jonathan Birchall here again. Injuries this season are having more of an impact. Already first teamers have lost a total of 143 games between them, compared to 137 in the whole of last season. Then, typically, we had on average less than three players injured each match day, whereas this season it's over four. Currently, some decisions for other clubs seem not to be going in our favour, and it was suggested on the last podcast that a degree of luck seems to favour others. But in our history, there's probably none as controversial as the end of the Division 3 South season 1957-58. We went into our final league game of the season against Brighton off the back of two wins. The visitors had just beaten Watford 1-0, and it was all joy at Griffin Park as the Bees won 1-0, which took us to the top of the table and into the season's only promotion place. But there was a twist as Brighton, who were in second, still had one game to play. This was again against Watford, who they then beat 6-0, including five from a youngster making his debut. And so the Seagulls went up at our expense. At the time there were some rumours that all wasn't quite right with the results. And a couple of years later a national newspaper reported that some of the Watford players had, allegedly, taken inducements to be less than competitive in the games with Brighton. Whatever really happened, it wouldn't be until 1992, 34 years later, that we eventually returned to the second tier. So that was JB with his facts and funk. Eamon, you like a bit of funk, don't you? Oh yes, love a bit of funk. What kind of funk do you like, Eamon? (laughs) Um... (laughs) It's no laughing matter. <laughs> this is serious business now. Yeah, take it, take it seriously. Come on, you can't come on this podcast and start <laughs> laughing at our little bits. Funk, funk questions, That's Bill. Right, you see, some people just get thrown. Got respect for funk. They get thrown by the yeah. funk, don't they? <laughs> but anyway, so it's, just, it's interesting. As I said, Laney. <laughs> yes. And and Kate. I mean, because Eamon's already he's been a little bit diplomatic about our. Our chums, our friends over in the west of the country. So I'll have to just, you know, focus on you two guys. Um, JB, Katie, was talking about. He's talking about some something that happened a few, uh, a few years ago. And do you think that this is something which he got in our blood? I mean, you know, we we, we we seem to have missed out on something JB talked about due to unsporting behaviour by by the by the opposition. Would that be the cheating? <laughs> that, we're, that, we're, that we're thinking about there. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we've been um, well. We've been done dirty. It sounds like back in the day. Not there myself, but sounds like a terrible situation. Cheating should should not be part of the game. And uh, you know, I'm on the. Uh, I'm pleased not to see Brentford cheating. That makes me happy that we're not a team of cheaters. I'm, I'm going to ask a question, Laney. I mean, do you think that you know people that act, take part in that type of activity? actually do prosper because people say that you know people that take part in that activity never prosper but it seems to me that actually they do prosper and and maybe there should be a bit of a rethink they they can do in individual games i'd say um but normally there is some sort of natural justice that does seem to make sure that the the old adage cheats never prosper is true you know some of the old expressions they're there for a reason as you get older in life you think oh yeah I understand what that means cheats never prosper and that's because they normally don't and um, in this case 
I'm hoping that uh, those cheats from uh, South Wales, they, they, they won't. Um, so I know that Billy is probably not helping with... Well, how much did you pay for your therapy? It's quite right? a lot. It's about sort of about 70 quid or something like that, you know. But it's only, it's only 10 minutes, you know. So if, you, if you're doing it on an hourly basis, <laughs> it is a, it's quite a lot of money, you know. So at the end of the day, I want to make sure it's successful. So I am not going to be hauled into any of your nonsense and your shenanigans Laney you can say whatever you want to about these guys what I would say and like I said to you I'm trying to keep things professional I've been speaking to some of my chums from South Wales and they have said to me that they're a little bit nervous actually because they know that they haven't been playing the right football they know their team are knackered they know the fact that they've been getting their, the results which have gone their way and they also know that uh, quite a few of the, the, the decisions the refereeing decisions have been um uh, questionable is what they've said and they're a little bit nervous as to whether or not it's going to last forever they're thinking that they possibly may be running out of gas and they're a little bit nervous as to whether or not they are going to make second place that's kind of the feeling from us from the few of the, my, my, myself chums that I've been chatting to which I think is quite interesting it's probably the thought that we've been having as well the only problem that we've got is like it's not in about us because obviously we need to get back on that train and start motoring as well but it's also the fact that Watford and we'll talk about them later seem to be coming up from the outside and and doing particularly well but you know just talking about Brentford We've got this match against Blackburn, okay? You know, we've had a nice little break, which means that we're going to go into this this game quite fresh-faced. I mean, what what are your thoughts going into it, you know, um, just about how, how we're going to be feeling psychologically-wise and also, and also about the team? I think it's brilliant that we've had a, um, a bit of a gap, obviously not so fun for the fans, but I think it's really, really important that at this moment in the season, when we're getting ready for like, you know, to sort of get through to be strong till the end, it's really, really good that we've had this little break. Um, and it means we can go into the last three games, three games right before the international break, that we can go into those rested um, and really, really get on it. And I think it's also really helpful for us in terms of getting people like Norgard back into the team, just gives that little extra bit of a break for him. Um, although he got, uh, what was it, 80 minutes, I think it was, in the St Albans game that the B team played um, on Sunday. Um, and he looked pretty good in that, like he was um, sort of dictating play, um, you know, controlling the pace of the game, put one just past the post. So it'd be really good to sort of um, see him, A, get a little break, but B, build on the work that he was able to do on Sunday. Um, I think that'd be really important to have him come back and just get that sort of talismanic figure back in the centre of the park to help us, you know, help us sort of uh, defend strongly and also push forwards in the way that we want to see us doing and maybe haven't seen us doing over the past couple of games. Uh, Laney, I mean, listen, you know, Kate's talking about the fact that, you know, we've had a good rest, which means that fingers crossed, you know, because we've seen players been coming back from injury, doing a few little cameos here or there, coming in off the bench, but having 10 days break means that there's a, a few things which are very important we've actually probably been able to get a few training sessions in because part of the problem playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday whatever you call it all over the place we couldn't get actually much training in because by the time you played a game you had to rest and you're coming back you're going into another game so we've probably got you know the rest in plus we've probably got a fair few training sessions plus we've been able to get these players who have been on the fringes up and ready and and off the injury so we can almost go and choose anyone we want to pretty much for the next match so I mean how do you think it's going to be sort of shaping up with who should be stepping onto that pitch 
Yeah, I mean, it, it it does show what a incredibly sort of uh, condensed and uh, kind of non-stop season this is. That if we if we we're looking for sort of ten days off or just over a week of not playing as some sort of uh, you know rest and recuperation, uh, you know it, it, this isn't a fortnight in like warm weather conditions in Dubai where the players are out there kind of uh, strutting around in the sunshine and, and kind of really really unwinding what we've got here as you say is kind of like the ability to go back to the training grounds um, and not be sort of wrapped up in and you know ice baths and trying to trying to get the, the muscles uh, ready to ready to play again in a couple of days which is the situation that Blackburn are in. You know, they they played on Tuesday. They're playing again on Friday. I hope they're utterly shagged. If I'm honest with you, I, I, you know that we need to win um, at Ewood Park, and we, we we don't need Blackburn putting in the performance they did last night. I thought they played decent, and uh, you know they're all, they 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 played well in the two-two draw at New Griffin Park as well. So. We're up against it, and you're right. We we were able to kind of like um, also welcome back to the fold Norgard, Marcondes, players that have kind of been coming back from injury or been on the periphery of it. Uh, it, it, it. It does help us, uh, and I, I think it doesn't help Swansea. Um, but there's still there's still a huge ask there. We have to go to an away game and have to win and we do have to win because you know you know what the, the shit storm is going to be if we if we go out there and and we lose you know the, the social media is going to be utterly utterly unbearable for the weekend so there's a, there's a lot riding on them, this um and the, the, hopefully the players have isolated themselves they won't feel this they'll be relaxed and they just be able to get on with playing their a game again um but this, I, th- I think you know it's, it's a it's a pivotal match. You know, it's a game we have to win, um, and we, we we need to keep the pressure on Watford and and um, and Swansea. We've let Norwich ride off into the sunset. It wasn't long ago that we were top and they were slightly behind us. Now they're out of sight almost. So it shows you how quickly things change in three or four games. So we have to change it back. We're good at catching up. We have to catch up again. It's interesting. I mean, I'm slightly different. I'm not sort of kind of sort of, you know, do or die, black or white on this game. I'm a little bit more, um, we mustn't lose as opposed to we must win. Of course, if we win for me, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But for me, seeing how last season panned out and the fact that, you know, games that we lost, we could have drawn and we could have just gone up with them. I'm thinking that we just need to still keep in with it. So for me... Blackburn, we mustn't lose. So if we got a draw, yes, I'll be disappointed, but it's not going to be as if we lose. It's a, it's a disaster, you know. And if we can nick a win, that's absolutely fantastic. Is it, what you know is what I'm thinking. But you know, just going into this game, um, like I said to you, you know, Kate's talked about the team, how everything's changing up. Um, we, we're talking about um, the fact we've had ten days off. We've talked about the fact, you know, as we always do, the fact that we are a side that likes to create chances. You know, we're, we always look at the numbers and the figures and the stats. We thought we'd actually go over to someone who knows about this stuff a little bit more than us. We've got Will, the spreadsheet winker, who has been sitting in his lab again and he's come out with all sorts of information. This time, not on the game last that we played, but now he's actually looked at Blackburn Rovers. Will's going to give us the lowdown. 
on Blackburn Rovers. It's spreadsheet winker, it's a winker. So it's been a mixed bag of a season for Rovers so far. Despite being up there in terms of XG created, they would be fifth if the league was based only on that. They've had a leakier defence than Brentford and a less lethal strike force. Adam Armstrong has been their main man so far this term, netting 19 goals from 20.75 XG. That's an underperformance of 8% in front of goal compared to what the average striker would have scored in his positions. And in comparison, Ivan Tony has 25 goals from 18.41 XG, which is an overperformance of 36%. This suggests that Armstrong, despite being the focal point of the Rovers' attack with their front three designed to get balls into him, is nowhere near as lethal in front of the net as Tony is. Armstrong has been missing in the past two games, and Rovers' results have taken a turn for the better. A torrid February saw them winless and taking just one point from 21 available. Since then, they have four points in two games, beating Millwall and drawing with Swansea only because of a dodgy penalty awarded to our Welsh Sheets, uh, sorry, friends. These games also saw a massive spike in their XG, creating more than their season average of 1.54 for the first time in six games and twice on the spin. So, why has the loss of their main goalscorer led to better attacking fortunes? They've switched to a more versatile and rotating front three with 18-year-old prodigy Tyree Stolen as the focal point and two of Ben Brereton, Sam Gallagher or Liverpool loney Harvey Elliott as the rotating wingers. The reason I think this works so well is that Gallagher and Brereton are built more like strikers than traditional wingers and are more physically able to hold up the ball than the diminutive Armstrong is. This allows for more options in the area than simply passing it to Armstrong and him cutting in and shooting, often from range. And the introduction of Taylor Harwood-Bellis at centre-back has also improved their fortunes in defence. Their XG conceded has decreased a lot over the past three games, comfortably below their average of 1.17 for the season. In February, the Rovers' defence conceded more than its season average in five out of seven games. So, how will the game look? These are two pretty high-pressing teams, with Blackburn routinely logging games when they average five to ten passes per defensive action. Bees can expect to be pressed reasonably hard, but not quite as high as Barnsley or Coventry. And we both play in similar ways, with rotating front threes overlapping with the fullbacks to cut balls into our strikers. This should be a good game, and the matchup between Henrik Dalsgaard and ex-Leeds man Barry Douglas on our right-hand side will definitely be one to watch. So there you go, Will, the spreadsheet winker, and he's going to have a little bit of an awkward weekend, possibly, depending how the result goes, because his girlfriend's a Blackburn fan. And uh, yes, so obviously he's going to be hoping that we win, but obviously, you know, he doesn't want to be sort of sleeping in separate rooms or whatever they do if things go horribly wrong. But interesting things that he said there. I mean, Eamon, you know, Will's talked about the fact that, you know, listen, when Blackburn came down to Brentford, I mean, I thought particular for the first what, half an hour or so, I thought they were really good. They caused us a lot of problems. Um, maybe not necessarily without actually creating sort of um, big chances as per se, but they created a lot of problems with their movement, with what they were doing. Uh, they scored a, <laughs> a goal, which was a good goal. Maybe you say it was a lucky goal, but it was a good goal um, that they scored as well. But um, I thought they were a good side and they were winning lots of matches and Armstrong scoring lots of goals. And we thought this side's going to be a major threat. Now, interestingly, what he said there is that, you know, Blackburn creates similar chances to us, to Brentford, but they concede a lot of goals. So defensively, you're... That is one of your big downfalls. You, 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 you're great going up front. You're great at creating. You know, maybe you still miss those chances when you actually create them. But at least you're creating the opportunities. But you miss a lot of. Uh, but you let in a lot of goals. Is that is that a fair point? It's been a problem for Blackburn for a good few years now. To be honest with you, we 
we've tried to rectify that really this summer with the signings that we made um, was probably the first proper go we've had at trying to rectify that when you know we brought in someone like Ayala a bit of experience from Middlesbrough unfortunately he's been injured quite a lot um, we've got um, trying to think we've got the young lad from Manchester City we've had um, Branthwaite from Everton as well so we've had you know uh, we've had a couple of guys there Barry Douglas we brought in from Leeds he started a bit slowly he's kind of come on you know the last few weeks and stuff so um, if you think like last season, we had Adarabayo on loan for a while. So we've not really had a consistent, especially centre-back pairings. If you look at who Lenihan's been partnered with at centre-back, I think it, it nearly changes every week pretty much. We've had, you know, Bradley Johnson's had to play there in from midfield before and he's had to come up there or, or someone else. So it's a it's been a big problem for years, that, that consistency of not having a, a regular sort of pairing that you'll get. And also the fact that they seem to switch off and concede stupid goals all the time. Now, whether that's from the consistency of not having the same pairing or just making silly mistakes or probably both, but it's definitely been a problem for years. In, in terms of chance creation, you know, XG, we talk about that a lot on this podcast as well, sort of create big chances. Armstrong is the person who has by far created the most for you this season, as, as, as the winker said there as well, you know, over 20 XG this season. Um, but he, again, has underperformed you know, compared to what he's creating. So basically, he's just like, he's missing a lot of goals, you know what I'm saying? Compared to Tony, who is like, you know, he is overperforming. So, you know, whatever he creates, he creates something, but he seems to sort of kind of score goals out of nothing. Now, interestingly, you haven't played Armstrong the last couple of matches, and you've been much more fluent without him, as the Winker said there as well. So is this sort of kind of a bit of a revelation for you guys? Possibly is actually, and it's something to you know to keep an eye on there because I think we have found probably the last couple of months maybe when you you, you know you're playing Armstrong up there in a, in an isolated forward role really, and he you know effectively if you start lumping the ball up, he's not going to win any headers, put it that way. Um, and Armstrong, I, f- I forget which game it was, perhaps the Reading game or one one of the games that I know we we played a game away and. Armstrong had something ridiculous, like 10 to 12 shots or something like that. And they did make the stats on Sky that he'd had he'd had the most shots this season in the league or, or it was one, one of the highest amount of shots in the league. And he did seem to take on a lot of shots, again, without actually scoring. I'm not even sure if he got one on target or perhaps got one on target. So to take out the, in inverted commas, selfishness from the, from the play there, from certainly from a shots point of view, um, and, and to try and make it more rounded is is potentially a good thing. But on the adverse effect of that, like if we take Armstrong's goals away, the next best scorer has got three or four or something. So it's it's a big thing to take out all those goals if you do take him out and 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 not solve how else you create chances for somebody else. Brentford had a situation last season where we played our big rivals, Fulham, and they had Mitrovic. And every time Mitrovic played against us, he's you know he scored loads of goals, you know like Armstrong. And basically, Mitrovic was in the pocket of our defenders the whole time, and we handled him perfectly. And then it came to the big game, and they changed it all up, and Mitrovic wasn't playing anymore. And it's like, oh no! And then they they just changed everything up, and it seemed to throw us. Do you think that this is something that we're going to be able to handle? Because obviously, Armstrong, Blackburn, they go hand in hand, and we we obviously probably know how to deal with that. But now they've kind of they're offering something slightly different. Do you think this could be a little bit of a problem? For Brentford, I think it possibly could be. I mean, I think you're right there. If you're used to watching, if you're used to watching the Blackburn team and you're expecting, like, you know, Armstrong, um, Armstrong Pace or Armstrong as the main focal man, 
then if we mix it up and we bring in the the guys on the win, if you're taking, if you're looking at someone like Tyrese Dolan, who's come in the last couple of games, played really well. Um, you know, we love him, and he's he's been a re- bit of a revelation this season. If you link him and Harvey Elliott there, and suddenly maybe stretch maybe stretch the defence out and actually bring out your you know stop Rico Henry moving forward or, or whoever's going to play there in on on the on the wide side of your defence to then. I guess create the space in the middle because if it's not Armstrong in the middle, it's got to be someone like either Gallagher or Dak or or whoever he chooses to play midfield there, whether it's Rothwell making a run or somebody. Someone's got to fill in that space that Armstrong would be in. So that's uh, yeah. If, it's, if it offers something different, I think it could be quite a good move for the Mowbray to use. Kate, does it give you a little bit of nerves? It, it does make me a little bit anxious. Change is always a little bit anxious when you're expecting a team to come out and play a certain way, when you're expecting players to come out and play a certain way, especially you know, some, when, when we're expecting Blackburn to be you know, arranged around a certain player. Any sort of change is going to make you anxious. But you know, you've got to think that Thomas Frank will have watched the last couple of games, that Thomas Frank will, um, will know that there's threats from other areas. You know, Obviously, we've already mentioned Bradley Dack sort of uh, coming back into it a little bit and getting a couple of goals in the last two games so I think there'll be um, there'll be a knowledge that it's not it's not all Armstrong all the time um, while also still being aware of that potential threat look we, we in the in the game at New Griffin Park which was the game that we were allowed to go to we we'd beaten Blackburn um, with with 10 minutes to go we made three substitutions or two substitutions and we took our foot off the gas a little bit and we we let three points become one point and those drop points in this instance, would, would would have kept us in second place at the moment, or sorry, sorry third place at the moment. So it, it shows you the, the the fine margins. We we've proved already we're a better team than uh, than, um, than than Rovers. We have to go and prove it again. Uh, if 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 we they're a, an above average team in the championship, um, and we we prove that we were better than that. We have to go out and prove it again. If, if if we go out with the wrong mindset, if we go out with the wrong strategy, we go out with the wrong game plan, we go out with the wrong energy. They 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 showed last night that they're they're able to kind of unpick really good teams. Swansea are a really good team, so we have got a lot to be concerned about. But if we get our game right, it sh- we should look after ourselves. We've had ten days to get prepared for this. The the worry for me is. If we've had this time off and we've had this rest and recuperation and we still go out and we don't get all the things, all those ingredients I've just mentioned, right? Then you go, well, okay, you know, maybe this season isn't going to happen. So, I mean, looking at Blackburn, you know, their strengths and weaknesses, what they're good at, very strong at counter-attacking, very strong at creating long shot opportunities. Very strong at creating chances using through balls. They're strong at creating chances through individual skills. Skillful players, they come very good at coming back from losing positions. I'm not Brentford. Uh, they're good at creating scoring chances, protecting the lead, and stealing the ball from the opposition. Where they're weak, avoiding offside, defending set pieces as well, and also stopping opponents from creating chances is where they're very week so again there's a opportunity for their, their style of play they attempt through balls often they like possession so they like to keep hold of the ball they like short passes attacking down the left rotate their first 11 and, and then their opponents they normally play aggressively against them whether or not we do or not because it's not really our style but you know but we, we shall see how things will switch up so so I mean Kate again do you 
there are things definitely there to, to, to look out for from Blackburn. I mean, you know, listen, they, they've not been on a great run. You know, they've, uh, I said they've not been on a great one at all. You know, they've, well, they, they, they lost to Forest 1 0. They, they lost to, Black, uh, to, to Watford 3 2. Um, they drew Coventry, you know, 1 0, which is better than we did. You know, they lost to Reading 1 0. Um, they beat Millwall. You know, and then they drew to Swansea. So in their last few games, they haven't been great. But like I said to you, they picked up the last two games. And just looking at their strengths and weaknesses there, we definitely need to be on our A game, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I think we can't. There's nothing that we can take for granted in this game. We've got to be careful and we've got to be cautious. And we've got to um, you know, not sort of rest on our on our expected or actual like league position um, that game um, back in December when when fans were in the ground that was a that was a difficult game um, and we as you know as we said we like relaxed too quickly and we've got to not take that for granted we've got to keep pushing right the way through the game um, and I think we've also got to make sure I guess some of the some of the things you just said there Bill about um, uh, the particular strengths of Blackburn are a bit worrying um, like the short passing, the through balls. We haven't always been great with that stuff recently. So again, it's making sure that we're aware of the threat that, that they pose and alive to it. I've just got some information through, actually. You know, Bill, you've just um, said what Blackburn are good at and whatever. Yes. This is the latest um, information on Swansea. Okay. Um, they cheat. Oh, no. They like a, pe- <laughs> they li- they like a penalty. Oh, um, they, they cheat. They're deadly. Oh, no. They're deadly from twelve yards out. Ah. Um, they cheat. They they te- they tend to no, fall no, over please, in the, in the no. box. <laughs> that, that, no, they no, cheat. No, no. They 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 have they have a they have a they have a manager. Um, that they cheat. <laughs> no, no, um, no, their, their ability their ability to scream very loudly, so loudly only referees can hear no. it. No. And um and and they cheat. Oh, no. So that, that's the latest oh. information that I've been given. Yeah, from too much from um too much information, lady. Too much info- so much information. I'm going to have to change the subject and let's look at what the predicted tables are saying um for the end of the season <laughs> to the end of the season because can you actually can you actually bite on that because that that's ten. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm keeping totally professional and as far as I'm concerned there every team out there they've got their different ways of playing I may not be happy with you know how some particular teams play they play a different style to us but however we need to uh, just move on from this one but looking at the expected goals chart the Justice League as they call it flying high at the top of the chart at Watford we've been, we've been knocked off the top I don't know if we were knocked off the top last week but we're definitely knocked off the top now we're number two in the XG chart table and uh, Norwich are number three Middlesbrough number four Reading number five Bournemouth number six and interestingly Blackburn are just below that at number seven which goes to show you their chance creation is good uh, and they're just sort of kind of just below the the, 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 the playoff places when it comes to XG I know it's all about scoring goals and all that but still I think that's quite interesting to see where that is. Do you want me to go down, Laney, again? Do you want to go down? Yeah, right. Yeah, as, as low as you need to. So uh, Blackburn is seven. Cardiff is eighth in the Justice League. Stoke is ninth. Millwall is tenth. Uh, Forest is eleventh. Barnsley is tw- Barnsley is twelfth. They're punching Barnsley. Oh, lower than lower than a twelve. Oh, and uh, Swansea are thirteenth actually. Unlucky, yeah. unlucky for them. Hopefully. Lucky for some. So there you go. And then just looking at the five thirty eight, so you see what they forecast for the end of the season. Norwich currently on seventy six points. They predict them to be first on ninety five points. 
95% chance to win the championship and 97% chance to get promoted. I think they think they're going to get promoted, yeah. So uh, Watford are second at the moment now. Um, They've nicked our second spot. They're currently on 66 points and they've got them to finish on 84 points. So, but this is interesting. I'll come back to you. Um, 53% chance to get promoted and 6% chance to win the championship. Brentford a third on also on 84 points. So the reason why I say that, so it obviously shows, goes to see what happens over the next few weeks. If results that we get results that are not expected to be got and the same thing happens for Watford. So uh, we're also 53% chance to get promoted and 5% chance to win the championship. Swansea, they think they're going to finish fourth on 83 points. So that's a point below us. 38% chance to get promoted, 4% chance to win the championship. Then they've got Barnsley finishing fifth Fair play to them on 76 points. Reading finishing sixth on 75 points. The Muff missing out, finishing seventh on 73. Cardiff on 71. Borough on 66 and so on and so forth. So that's interesting, you know, how uh, how things have sort of kind of shifted a little bit. You know, still the same down the bottom. They've got Wickham bottom, Sheffield Wednesday second bottom and Birmingham finishing third bottom as far as they're concerned. <laughs> but this is all, like I said to you, it's XG, it's predicted, it's not about putting the ball in the back of the net, it's technically what should happen if you take your chances and if you defend all your chances and all this kind of stuff and it's all a little bit of fun and we like to talk about this every week. Um, Eamon, did that surprise you looking at that table? Well, the way it all looks now, probably not, to be honest with you. Um, you wouldn't have said Barnsley would be up there um, you know, probably a few weeks ago at the start of the season, would you? You definitely wouldn't have thought of that, but they're on a great run at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean everything else. It's kind of it's kind of as is at the moment, isn't it? Almost. So that's uh, that's that's what you'd expect. I have to admit, and Kate, I mean Watford, since they've got the new manager, they have uh, looked a bit of a changed team, and they are definitely the ones to. I mean, we've always said this. Listen, if Swansea, if Swansea do the business, fair play to them. You know what I'm saying? But for me, the danger has always been Watford. And whether or not they're, you know, going to actually be able to sort of kind of uh, sort of spur on their hundreds of millions of pounds worth of players that they got in the bank, and they are definitely the team to watch. And it looks like that game, which is going to be our last home game of the season, is going to possibly be their banker, isn't it? Yeah, which is a bit bit terrifying because we don't always do well at the crunch moments in the season. I think we've all got a little bit of. I don't want flashbacks to last season. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to say, obviously, Watford have got thrown a lot of money at that team. Um, but let's wait and see where we end. I mean, that, how many goals does that table have them scoring in the in the final few matches? We've still got a lovely goal difference. Uh, we're still playing well. I still have faith. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the way to approach it. I, I, I've seen I've seen Swansea and I've seen Watford recently, and I've seen Norwich as well. And all three of them, none of them are blowing the, the opposition off the park. No one's really head and shoulders above anyone else. Yeah, you say Norwich, you know, have been more consistent, and you know, it's it's theirs to lose. Uh, they probably won't lose. Um, Watford, Watford and Swansea, they're no great shakes. It's been marginal. Um, you know, we, we've been inconsistent. They've they've been inconsistent. There's some luck, been some luck there. Uh, Watford. Bill, you're right. You know their manager's got them on a on a decent run um, at the moment. But we let's not forget the incredible run that we were on that took us to the top. 
um, these runs finish and these, you know, things can change very quickly and it can change very quickly for them as much as it can change for us. And we just got to hope a little bit. You know, I'm not saying it's out of our hands. It's not out of our hands whatsoever. If we if we win every game between now and the end of the season, we will go up. It's, it's clear. And and that's there's there's two or three really pivotal games there. The, the, the match against Cardiff, I'd say, is a real tricky one. The game against Watford uh, and the game at Bournemouth. And I'm, I'm looking at those three and going, mm, they're, they're, they're sort of marginals. The, the opposition have probably got our match if, if, if they play to their potential. The rest of them, we, we should probably win. And that's not being arrogant or nonchalant. That's just, we've proved what we... We know, we know what Brentford are capable of. And if they play to their levels and that their expected performance levels, we'll win the majority of games that we've got. We have to win those crunch games now to, to, to make this season, instead of being very good, to promotion. So we'll see how it goes, obviously. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no magic dust. And maybe I need to go to your hypnotist, Bill, and uh, maybe he will make me see... The bigger picture in you, you definitely need to see the the bigger picture, Eamon. Interesting because you come into this game. I know that you said earlier that you're a bit disappointed with uh, the squad that you've got, and you should have done better. And you go into this game pretty much, you know, knowing that you're going to finish mid-table, so there's no pressure for you. But there seems to be a bit of pressure for your manager Tony Mowbray, who seems to have been there for absolute ages. And there's a bit of Mowbray out thing going on down at Blackburn at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean. Um... I try not to. I try not to take it too too much when when you see all that. If you want to look on Twitter and find that, you'll always find that everyone wants your manager out as soon as they lose one game, and the manager's the best thing ever once they win a game. But there is a bit of Mowbray out at the moment um, for sure. Um, I was I was thinking of some some things before. The the things they normally say is that there's no plan B. Um, and that you know when things aren't going well. So you know, let's just say if you guys if you guys defend really well tomorrow, or if you guys come with with a certain uh, attacking philosophy tomorrow that that doesn't fit with the way we have planned the game, there's no ability to change it. It just seems to be we stick to doing the same thing over and over again, and 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 it doesn't seem to work. I mean, I touched on it earlier, I suppose, with the squad we've got this season. I think even Mowbray himself had said that um, that we were we were expecting to be minimum challenging for the playoffs and. You know we're not, and that's a, that is a disappointment from that point of view. Um, yes, you know, like like we say, we've had injuries and stuff like everyone has, and and, and whatever else. But that's that's been a disappointment. The fact that we've just not been consistent um, at all this season, which has been a bit of a blow uh, from that point of view. Good things Mowbray's done. Um, you said he's been there forever. He's he's actually. We've got the European scouting system set up well, which is where we've got Kaminsky from, who's been a good player this season. Um, there's some good things going on behind the scenes in terms of like youth development and stuff, which has been really good. So hopefully that fits through in the future. Players like Dolan, Buckley, um, that you know that are coming in, which looks good. But right now, as as to where we are, it's it's you know it's going to be a, a low grade on the season this season compared to the last couple. And, and interesting because you're talking about yourselves in the league. Who's impressed you? You know, which teams have impressed you? I mean, I, I touched on it just before. Barnsley are on a, a Barnsley are flying at the moment. I certainly wouldn't have, have expected them to get up into the playoffs this season. And I just want okay. And and who's who's done worse than you thought they would do? So who do you think would have been brilliant but has done worse? In us, to be honest with you, I've got to say that's um, I'm I'm disappointed with our performance this season. 
anyone else really i would say is probably down and around where i kind of thought they would be if you look at the way they the shape up with the league i think it's you'd, you'd probably expect most teams to be where they are i'd say perhaps with the exception of barnsley and i know cardiff picked up well under mick mccarthy but you'd have thought cardiff probably would be around there the last couple of seasons as well based okay. on how they okay so listen we've got a game big game coming up on friday night who should we be looking out for? I mean, you've mentioned loads of different names, but who should be looking out? Who's been impressing you? Just a couple of players, one or two players who you think could change that game and, and what you're going to do to stop the bees taking the three points that we so desperately need. To change the game, um, Tyrese Dolan and Harvey Elliott, I think that they're the two um, that are, re- are real key for me. Both players out, both players out wide, one on each side. If he actually plays both of them, you know, on each side and plays them out there, the pace, the skill they've got, they could change the game quite quickly, which would bring the other players into the game. I don't want to be too obvious saying someone like Armstrong or Dak. I think they're the, that Dolan, Dolan and Elliott are the two that you would want to watch out for if they're on if they're on the pitch and on the wing. They'll they'll, they'll be worth watching. And give us a score prediction. Oh God! Uh, now you're asking. Um, to be honest with you, I think we'll probably get beat, but I'd, I'd take a draw actually. Um, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a one-all draw, but I, I think we'll probably get beat. To be honest with you, with with playing three games in a week, I think we'll probably do a defeat now. Okay, one-all draw. And Kate, just give us your little thoughts on Blackburn. We've talked about them. We know what they're about, um, and you know what do we need to do? And give us a score prediction as well. Yeah, so I think we have to be careful. It's it's not an automatic victory. We don't have a massively great recent history against Blackburn. Mowbray sets them up well against us, knows how to play against us. Um, That said, I think we only lost in December because we took our foot off the gas and I don't think we'll do that again. Um, So while I would take a draw, I'm going to go 2-1-Bs. Okay, And Laney, little thoughts and a score prediction? Tough game, I hope. I hope Blackburn are, are, are exhausted after putting in a decent shift last night. It's, 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 a, it's a fast turnaround for them. Uh, we should be energised. We should be focused. I think we should. Well, we, we should. We have to win. I go uh, 2-1 Brentford. Okay. And for me, I just think that that 10-day break is going to be absolutely unbelievable for us something that we don't we just don't realize how much we needed it so they're going to come back off that 10 day break and they're going to be just like we came back after lockdown where we just like boom on fire two nil to the mighty v's is what i am saying so anyway listen this is the Uh, i'm sorry bill before you um before you go there's um bit of a bit of tv i can recommend it's um it's it's about wildlife oh yeah i've been Um, i've been on wildlife wildlife. i've been safari it's um bit Big cats, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to safari, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about Kate's. No, 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 no not at all. This no, is like no. wild, wild cats, right. wild cats out, yeah. out, out in the Serengeti, right. etc. Yes. Yeah. And this one, this one's like um, got yellow and black big spots. I know, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, F- fastest, it's fastest cool. land, fastest land animal. That's right. I went, when I went to South Africa in the World Cup. What? What would you? What would you? Yeah. What? Yeah. What would you? It was called. Yeah. The, it's the cheetah, wasn't it? Cheetah. Yeah, the cheetah. They're really good. It's cheetah. Cheetah. It's a cheetah. That. Yay! Yo, oh, no, your money, no. money back from that bloody hypnotist, <laughs> no, no. mate. Lady, you've done it again. I lasted out for the whole of the pod, but you got me right at the very end. Listen, this is the Besotted Bride of West London podcast. So I'm very sorry for letting you all down here. I tried not to go on a rant, but in the end, I, I'm I just at the last minute. But anyway, it's been great having all the characters in the house. Katie. Katie KB. Nice to see you, everybody. Very excited for Friday. Go on, you bees. Uh, Aim in the rover. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, come on, Blackburn.
Have you got Laney in the house? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and our name's Billy the Beat Grant, and uh, we're going to get from points. And we're going to play Blackburn, and we're not going to let the goal in later. We're going to be excited. What should we say? Oh, Come on, Amy, say it. Come on, say it. Come on, the Rambles. Come on. <laughs> ah, you nah. spoil sport. <laughs> Pedigree chum. Yeah. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.